are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I am your host, Tom Edwards, here as always with Mike Lara and John Ackerman. Um, and I hope you guys are listening this week because that's what we're going to be talking about is listening. The three of us being friends off the mic often have conversations. And, and one of these things that, that has come up in uh, discussions about relationships in particular is that phrase uh, that you often hear, you hear me, but you aren't listening. And so we just wanted to, to dig into that tonight, talk about um, you know, what does it mean to actually be listening? How can we be active listeners and engage in that process with our spouses, with our friends at work? What does it mean to be more of a listener and, and avoid some of the, the common pitfalls, I guess, when uh, we step out of that listening space? So guys, uh, are you, are you, do you consider yourselves listeners or uh, is that something that that you're working on something that you've been called out for. So yeah, definitely something that I've continued to work on. And, uh, and I'll say this and maybe it's just my, I don't want to call it my inability to focus in on one thing, but let me, let me set the story growing up in my grandmother's um, house with dinner going on. There was probably seven conversations going around at the kitchen table. Everybody was cross-talking. People were just like, you know, it, it was a party, right? Everybody was just kind of like having these big conversations going across. And I could pinpoint everybody's conversation. So I could be talking to somebody here and hear what was going on across the table. So if my name was called or if a subject that I was more interested in would come about, I could switch my focus over to the other side of the table and engage in conversation with that person. I didn't realize it until... Janelle and I actually started to sit down and have conversations where she would say, Hey, are, are you listening to me? And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm listening to you, but I wasn't being that attentive to her, right? I wasn't focused in on her because in my mind, I'm already listening across the table for that other part of the conversation. So what I always had thought was a, a superpower, uh, a, a trait that I just was very proud of having that I could pay attention to multiple conversations. Um, I've come to find out more is, isn't as sought after as, as it probably, as I at first initially thought it was. So it is definitely something that I am truly trying to learn and to be better at. And that is truly listening, especially in conversation. Yeah, I'm wired pretty much the same way, Mike, just, you know, picking up on everything going on around me. And much like you, I, I, I'd often thought that that made me a good listener. Yeah. And much like you recognize that there was an intentionality that, that I needed to prioritize when the focus was not just hearing and observing what was happening, but actually being engaged in the conversation. Um, I feel like I have learned to be a much better listener. And some of that has taken intentionality and some of that's taken practice and some of that's taken learning. Um, it's honestly now one of the things that more often than not, I feel like I do pretty well, but I also recognize that there are times where just like you said, I think I'm listening and really what I'm doing is multitasking. Right. <laughs> and 
you know, it's the same thing that I would give my students grief for in the classroom of thinking that, you know, they always thought they could pay attention with one earbud in and a game playing on their phone and something happening up at the front of the room. And so often they were proved wrong in that assumption. And yet I still find myself falling victim to that same trap as well. So mm-hmm. uh, have seen lots of improvement, but definitely still have r- more room for improvement. And I think, again, a lot of it has to do with that word intentionality. Yeah, that's key. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up the the superpower word though, Mike, because I always, I always told my kids that when I was teaching in the classroom and they'd be surprised that I could like, you know, hear what was going on in the conversation in the back corner of the room, you know, that, that, uh, I kind of had that same mentality. Like my listening, uh, was always scanning, you know, and, and picking up on whatever interesting, uh, little things might be going on to redirect kids and, and whatnot. Um, but I think too, I often fall into the trap and this is, uh, something that I've been trying to be much more intentional about of, uh, looking for the action points in the conversation, right? Looking for, okay, well, here's where I can do something or here's where I have a solution or here is where, um, and so thinking myself out of the conversation instead of being present and hearing, uh, what's actually happening, um, and the, the expression of, of my wife in particular, but of other people and and what it is that they're trying to get across instead of, um, you know, me trying to be three or four steps ahead of them in the conversation. And, um, I've also had to really think about, um, the different ways that people communicate because I tend to be very much an internal processor. And so in conversation, my words are few and I'm trying, you know, and I try and get my point across in as few words as possible. Um, and then just, you know, get it out and and get it done. Um, and my wife is, is not that way. She's a, a, tends to be an external processor. And so, um, you know, for her, the listening piece is a much, uh, deeper aspect of the conversation than it is for me. You know, I'm like the, just the facts guy. Mm. Um, and, uh, and she's trying to actually work stuff out her own self while she's, uh, expressing something to me and, and needs me to listen as well. And so understanding where people are coming from, uh, as we're having conversation has been a really helpful, um, kind of mind shift thing for me to pay attention to. Yeah, and I like the way you frame that too, from that perspective, because I think that's very important to set to set the foundation of, of of where we're looking at this from, right? And the reason I bring that up is, you know, as I've started to watch more of these coming to age movies, I've noticed that my perspective has switched from the child to the parent, right? Like I'm more like, man, what is that kid getting away with nowadays? And you know, I'm watching like Blank Check or something, right? But the reason I say that is also <laughs> because my 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 focus has always been are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? You know, are you hearing what I'm telling you? And a lot more of my focus recently, and as I've matured, and as I've come to realize the importance of that has also been on my on the opposite end of that is am I listening to somebody else, right? Am I am I engaging in these conversations? Am I looking for those action items? um, Rather than just as we've said before, waiting for my turn to talk so that somebody else can listen to me, right? So I think it's I, I'm really happy that you brought that up is framing yeah, that. Yeah, I think that like John was saying, it comes down to our intention in the conversation, right? If we are uh, approaching it 
as I really want to hear what you have to say because what you have to say to is important to me right now. Um, it's a totally different mindset than if we go into the conversation uh, thinking that I have to get my point across mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you have to hear what I am saying, right? And so we're gonna we're gonna approach that and, um, and engage with that conversation just in a different way because we're intending to get something completely different out of it. Yeah. So continuing on with how you guys listen and 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 you know this is a, just a question I have just as far as like habits and even body language but one of the things that i've learned especially now that i've you know started to listen more in business is my body language does say a lot right and here's a great example i used to take my notes digitally i used to either be on my computer typing away or on my phone you know writing notes down from a meeting and i quickly realized that that action shows to other people or that perspective to other people is that you're not paying attention. You're not listening. Right. And so I've switched to paper and pen taking notes and it's almost like extreme opposite ends of the, of the spectrum. Like if I was to do nothing, I think I'd get better than writing notes on my phone. But by me writing notes on paper with a pen, I feel like people are like slowing down. I'm like, okay, did you get that? Did you write that down? And I'm like, man, you know, what? <laughs> I was doing the same exact thing as I was digitally a couple weeks ago. But now that I'm, you know, writing it down with a pen, it's almost like people are more willing and open to share, right? And so um, I say that as just one one part of body language, but there's other things that we could be doing too, right? As far as as far as that, how we engage in that conversation or how we're yep. engaging and listening. Yeah, I definitely right? uh, I tend to be an arm crosser. And I, I'm trying to be very conscious about uh, about that in conversation because it, it's just it's become you know sort of my default posture, uh, but definitely in conversation comes across as I, you know I really don't care what you're saying or please stop talking to me. Um, and the other thing it too is uh, is like schooling myself on distraction, you know, um, with kids, dog, you know, lots of stuff going on. If you're trying to engage in a conversation and your eyes are always darting for the movement, uh, you know, that you're seeing out of the corner of your eye, you know, that also is, is conveying like, I got, I have better things to do or I've, I have something more important that I need to be doing right now. Um, you know, and so that's one that I've been trying to, to work on is, um, to keep that eye focused too. Oh yeah. That's key. The other, the you know, it was a great example. The other night, I forget what we were, we were, I think it was actually when we were recording the podcast, um, you know, Sean's phone buzzed at one point and he, he kind of looked over it and just let, let it go. And I, in my mind, I'm like, man, you didn't check your phone. And it, it just really showed like, like that was an action that I should be taking more of. Right. Um, I've gotten the habit now of as much as I love my Apple watch for, for helping me with my runs and keeping track of my runs. I've had to take it off because I'm getting notification after notification in the middle of a conversation. And I'm, I can't help but look down at my watch to see what is that notification? What is that latest email? What is that latest, latest Instagram like? And so, um, yeah, it is, it is hard not to get distracted, right. And looking for movement, whether that's digitally or, or physically in the room. One of the best things that ever happened to me, my phone is now about four years old and it's also not an iPhone, which I continue to get grief for. (laughs) But two years ago, it stopped, it lost its ability to vibrate. Oh, nice. I don't know what happened. (laughs) And so now, unless, you know, the, unless the ringer's on, I, I can't get notifications. 
And in so many situations, you know, it's, it's rude or impolite or unprofessional to have, you know, the tone sound. And so I've been completely untethered from like the, the silent or the tactile notification for two years now. And man, is it radically different. I mean, I still go to my phone way too much, <laughs> but I noticed the difference. Like you were talking about Mike, like w- when the ringer's on and I get a, you know, an alert or a notification or a, a text or whatever, you know, every couple of minutes or every five minutes or, or whatever the frequency happens to be, I still have that same internal impulse of, I got to check it right now. But my phone spends most of the day on vibrate now, which doesn't actually vibrate. And it's gloriously freeing to then intentionally check your phone to see if there's a message versus, you know, being commanded by your phone to check to see if there's a message. I don't know that I ever would have been able to choose that on my own, but I'm so glad that my phone broke. <laughs> so do the phantom buzzes go away eventually? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt those in a year. Yeah. 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 It's like, I don't even have my phone on me and I feel like it, I, yeah. I got a notification for something. Yeah. I might just break my next phone intentionally or just, you know, never use the vibrate <laughs> feature. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah you know one of the things that I'll, I'll give both of you actually credit for and and it just it's just an um just shows how great you guys are at listening is um your ability to to make i guess to react on those action items and what i mean by that is oftentimes in conversation it's my point your point my point your point but what i really love and and, and admire about the way you guys listen is your questions are still focused in on on me, right? It's not like, okay, you just said your point. Let me say my point. It's more like, wow, how did you feel about that? Or, hey, what did you, you know, those, I always, I always give you, uh, you know, a hard time, but it's totally out of love, John, but those second questions, right? And that, that is just one of those things that, um, you know, I have an, another one of our friends in the group. I admire that he, he has some of the best questions. And to me, it's, it's because of how he is listening. He is, he is so focused in on what you have to say. Um, that is just his his ability to hold the conversation afterwards is so more externally focused that it is just one of those traits that I'm like, man, I, I of course I want to talk to this guy more. He actually listens to me, right? <laughs> um, but it's also the 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 inverse of that, right? I want to be a better listener, and that's how I see that happening is is how to interact in those actions and in those engagements that we kind of talked about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Mike, but I feel like I can't let that uh, compliment go without then raising what was, was going to be my next question or point that I often fall short, I feel like, and uh, and I think my wife at least would agree um, that I fall short on the action part of the, the listening and the conversation um, because I, I will listen and I'll take the information uh, in and then uh, and then Liz is, is like, okay, like you, you need to respond. You need to say something, acknowledge that, you know, um, that we're just having a conversation and, and, um, and maybe that's different for her than it is, you know, with, with the guys. Um, because I feel like, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, when we get to have conversation, it's like, you know, the kids are down. It's yeah, late at yeah, night. Yeah. We've both been going all day. Um, but that's something that, that I definitely, uh, miss the mark on is, is, uh, the back and forth, the, the responding with her. 
especially. But you know what's funny about that too? And, and again, my relationship is, is different from, from everybody else's, but there, as I've gotten older and as I've learned more about our community, the way we communicate, um, sometimes listening for my spouse is just that, just being there and allowing her to, like you said, process the information. And oftentimes it's, no, there needs to be an action out of that. And so picking and choosing the right, right move out of that, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, I feel like, uh, you know, sixth grade, choose your own adventure book. Like, let me, let me peek ahead and see if I died. If not, I'm going to go back and go and pick my adventure again. Right. <laughs> and that's the way I feel sometimes with these, with these actions is, you know, I'm listening to a story and it's like, all right, Am I supposed to fix this or am I just supposed to say yes to I know how you feel, you know, and that's that's the balance that I'm, I struggle with oftentimes when it comes, especially with communicating with my wife. But I feel like it's such a an important place for us to be able to communicate with spouse, girlfriend, um, you know, whatever it might be, um, because a lot of times they are coming from a place where communication and listening hasn't necessarily gone great, you know, whether that's growing up and, and how they were raised or how girls were treated in their family, or um, this can actually be a, a place of fear or a place of wounding um, for a lot of women. And so for us to step to the conversation in a way that um, they're going to appreciate and, and are going to feel heard um, can be a significant part of the relationship. It's not just, uh, you know, the conversation that we have to have. Uh, at this moment, but it's a bigger piece of the picture, right? Yeah. And I mean, not just for women. I mean, that, that obviously is, is significant as relationally wired as they are. But I mean, Mike, as you were talking about, and Tom, you as well, you know, when the kids are around and you're feeling distracted and, you know, things like that. We had some friends over for an outdoor fire pit just a couple nights ago. And, you know, they had a bunch of kids running around and they kept asking us the question. So what's new? And then a kid would run by and they would need to do something and then be like, okay, wait, sorry. So what's new? And then a kid would run by. And the question got asked, I think four times and never got an answer. And I, I've come to know myself well enough to know now that I, as, as an introvert, especially, and as somebody who is much more relationally rewarded in the one-on-one -on -one than in the whole group setting, like I want my words to matter. And and so being heard and being heard clearly is is really valuable for me. And, I, and I've come to recognize just how many times it feels like that wasn't the case in my life as well. And have come across any number of guys who feel like their words don't matter or their their thoughts don't matter or their opinions don't matter and, you know, just sort of do what you're told kind of thing. And um, so I think there is significantly broad application for this next section that we're talking about. But at the same time, I mean... <laughs> 100% correct that this is vital for that relational dynamic and that I think as men we're often the chief offender in the not listening category or at least listening with intentionality. Well, I, I think that's that's also because of what we kind of talked about in the first, you know, topic of intent, right? Oftentimes, let's be real, conversations that we have with other guys are, you know, while sporting events going on or, you know, while we're drinking a beer at the brewery, right? right? It's not like men's group where we're sitting down with the focus of having conversations right and i think that's the thing that i've matured and i've grown in is being able to take the skills that i've learned on setting the foundation or setting the time that i'm going to be a good listener and taking those skills to the my kids running around 
but I know that, hey, I, I need to be focused in on what this conversation is about, right? And I think that's, that's a, a learned skill. I mean, that's something that I think as we continue on with, with having these deeper conversations, it comes, you know, with that time of, hey, I, yeah. I need to practice listening. Yeah. Well, on that piece, especially too, I feel like where the content of the majority of our interactions, you know, stereotypically, but with an element of truth to it, is the news, sports, and weather conversations. And in the midst of those conversations, yeah. does it really matter if you're taking everything in 100%? Right? As long as I'm catching the general gist, the weather is blah, 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 your sports team is your favorite, yada, yada, the news, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I've more or less caught the drift of it, and it's just important that we're hanging out and spending time together whilst watching TV and consuming whatever beverage of choice we like. And it feels like, and I, and I love the shift that you just offered there, Mike, of when we're sitting around with our close group of guys, that is so rarely the conversation. And now the need for intentional listening is so much greater than the need for intentional listening when we're having those classically male conversations of, you know, meat, yeah. beer, sports, when, you know, half an ear is probably sufficient in most of those cases. I, you know, I was thinking about this before, uh, before we sat and recorded though, too, and, and thinking about, okay, our deep conversations are, are meaningful conversations with, with the guys. Um, I feel like they still, a lot of times, uh, it's a guy coming with uh, a problem or with a question and looking for input. And so, so a lot of times, you know, our masculine conversation is still framed around the intent of, I am going to try and offer something aside from just my, my presence. Um, and, and for me, and that's not a hundred percent of the time. And, and, you know, there are definitely some times where, um, you know, that that's not what one of the guys is looking for. Um, but I think that's the shift for me, right. Is, uh, in the relational conversation with my spouse, uh, like I, I'm, I often am coming at it with that intent of, I am going to offer something because, uh, number one, that's just, that's how I'm wired. Number two, uh, you know, if my wife is upset or has a problem or whatever, like I, I don't want her to be in that position. Um, you know, and, and number three, it just makes us feel better to, to be able to jump in and, and say something or do something or offer to fix it. Or, um, you know, when, when a, that's, I mean, that may be called for in the conversation, but that's not the listening part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. One of the coolest things that I ever saw, this was a few years ago at a workshop, um, it, it, it was for educators, but it wasn't an educationally focused uh, pitch. But they were talking about communication and they were talking about how to have more effective communication, particularly within teams of, you know, coworkers and colleagues. And, and how do we how do we actually accomplish more? And some of the things that they were talking about seemed like it was going to make things wildly less efficient. Uh, <laughs> like everything was going to take four times longer. Um, and, you know, one of the things that they were talking about was listening and actively listening. And that as you hear people say things, what you should actually be doing, you know, Mike, you were talking about, like, I'm trying to figure out what my next thing is. And Tom, you were saying that too. Um, it was 
turn off that part of your brain entirely. And your only job is to essentially take mental notes of all the things that were being said so that when there's a pause, what you can do is look at them and essentially paraphrase back to them what you heard and essentially check for understanding of, did I hear you correctly? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to ask a question next. I'm not going to offer interpretation next. I'm not going to offer my opinion or a solution. I want to make sure that what I heard you say is what you actually meant. And most of the people in the room, and not just the guys, were looking at this going, there is no freaking way that this makes things more efficient, (laughs) right? A 10-minute meeting has now turned into a 40-minute meeting because everybody's going to be repeating everything back to each other. And they knew this, right? The, The presenters are like, we know you don't buy this, so let me show you. And they brought up a volunteer you know, this was cold. Like this, this wasn't pre-rehearsed. They, they didn't have a plant in the crowd. And this person comes up and they ask an authentic question of, you know, what's something going on right now that's, that's troubling you? <clears throat> this isn't going to be a new sports weather conversation. What's something going on professionally that we can talk about in a room full of complete strangers, but that is legitimately bothering you? And <clears throat> the facilitator became the listener. And at each break, all the facilitator did was repeat back to the other person what they heard them saying and phrasing it in a way that's inviting you to clarify whether or not that was correct. And I kid you not, in 15 minutes, the person that was sharing was in tears. And not, they were, they were good tears. They were cathartic tears because they had been heard in such a way that they had been given space to process through their own thing in a way that was so unbelievably healing. And all the other person had done was just reply back with, what I think I hear you saying is, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that right? And the other person would go, well, no, not really. I guess it's really more where they would say, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And it's just making me, you know, whatever the next extension of it was. Tears. Yeah. It was like a therapy session. And I just, my mind was blown with the power of, I don't actually have to do a thing other than listen. And so, long story short, I tried it. I was meeting with a guy who was going through some stuff. And I really didn't know, like, how to solve it. Like, some of it was just, it was honestly, it was above my pay grade. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to see how this works. And for half an hour, all I did was just essentially paraphrase back to him conversationally. You know, it sounds like what you're saying is this, this thing at work is, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah. And it's just, you know, I kid you not, at the end of that 30 minutes, he looked at me and he said, no one's ever been able to help me like that. You say like the smartest things. And it was all I could do to not just bust out laughing. Like, dude, do you realize I didn't say a thing that was my own for the last half hour? All I did was tell you what you said. And you worked your and I like again, my mind was blown with the reality of what it could actually look like to only listen. It, it was crazy. Yeah. And it's so funny because Janelle went through that same training and that was the biggest takeaway she had from that, from that training too. So as you're describing that, I'm like, wow, Janelle was, Janelle had that same thing. And I was laughing because one of the things that she talked about is in that active listening and being able to respond back. Um, I forget how she put it, but basically not saying, oh, I have a scenario too like that, right? Right. Like, like getting away from Mm -hmm. that 
sharing your story and to respond by that. And as she said that, I was like, like, like I can't do that. Like I, I actually just did that right now. I just shared another story instead of responding to your thing, right? Like that's just, I just, yeah. it was one of those things that, that, um, but no, I, I just what you describe that is, is, is just growth, right? I mean, and, and, and yeah. it kind of gives me the hope that, hey, I could, I could pick up some new skills, some listening yeah. skills, some hearing skills and apply those. Um, that I'm not a totally a lost cause, right? That there is right. some, um, training out there there is some practice out there that i could do yeah. um and so yeah i i, I thank you for that for sharing that because it was a great reminder to 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 be better at that and some of it's so counterintuitive too because even the thing you said about you know don't share your your me your your, your, your me story yeah, right? yeah 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 because like you feel like that's building empathy right it's drawing mm-hmm. you closer and really all it's doing is it's shifting the focus from them to you yeah, exactly. Like yeah. same thing. When I heard that, I was like, "Oh man, I do this all the time." Yeah, I just did it now. Like I said, I <laughs> right? just did it to you. Here's <laughs> my story. Yeah. Instead of what is really a more helpful follow up, like, really, how did that make you feel? <laughs> what happened next? Tell me more. How have you applied it? Right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's one of those things that, like you said, is just mind blowing, John. About how often the conversation, the, the person will work it out themselves uh-huh. without us having to actually input anything. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, that's, that's tough. That's really hard to, to not try and inject yourself into that conversation and actually be listening. Yeah. You know what I think one of the biggest problems is, is I don't think many of us have identified our listening as being an issue, right? Mm. And I think that's that's key, right? Right now, as we have this conversation, as we're talking about it, I bet you anybody who's listening to this right now going, "Am I am I not a good listener?" Right? Like that's never nobody's ever told me I'm not a good listener. I follow directions, and right. uh, and and it's like no, like how are you engaging in these conversations? Are you truly listening? And so. Um, now that we've kind of identified the problem, now we have identified like ways that we've seen, um, how to be a good listener. Like what, what kind of things have you guys been doing besides, you know, um, you know, county mandated training, uh, to become better (laughs) listeners uh, for both home and work? Yeah, I think Mike, that, that was a really good call out because even if we do think that we're really good listeners, I feel like it's, it's probably an area where we can grow in and so there probably are steps that that each of us can take to to get better at the way that we are listening whether it's in general or in specific conversations or specific environments uh you know maybe uh you know i listen in at home different than i listen at work or at a you know a a place of uh where i'm in a position of authority versus where where i am um you know the subordinate or whatever it might be. Um, I think it's a place where we all can experience that growth. And so, um, for me, like I said, uh, engagement in, uh, in body language has been something that I've been trying to focus on and get those arms uncrossed. Um, you know, and, and so that is a, a small step. Um, the other thing too is, is actually for me is trying to shut off all of the rest of the stuff. Um, because, uh, like we said at the beginning, 
you, you know, the ability to, to hear everything that's going on sounds like it's great, but means that you're not really focused on any of it in particular. Um, and so being able to, um, you know, answer a question that my wife asks from across the house while all kinds of other stuff is going on in between doesn't really mean that I was listening to what she was saying. It means the words entered my brain and some other words came out of my mouth. Um, but actually being able to focus and be intentional in that conversation um, and understand is different than just respond. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the things that has been helpful is being aware of the kind of conversation that's taking place. You know, is this a conversation of information? Is this, you know, in the category of weather news and sports where it's okay to be doing other things alongside of it, that this is really just, you know, friendly conversation. This is, this is something that is, you know, sort of a plus one to what else is happening. Or is this one of those conversations that, you know, from the start is intentional and requires attention or catching the shift in the conversation when it goes from being, you know, just casual back and forth to, okay, now this is important and the way that I'm engaging with it needs to change and not always doing that well. Um, and plenty of times, you know, Brooke has very lovingly corrected my misinterpretation of the moment where I thought this was casual conversation. And so I was good doing something else alongside of it. And I, I can't be multitasking versus either the shift in the conversation or just my misinterpretation of the kind of conversation that's happening that really does require my attention. Um, but then we've also learned to be very gracious to the other person that way of you're not supposed to know on the front end that this was a conversation that's demanding your full attention. Right. And so we've both gotten better at identifying that on the front end of, you know, it would really be, it would mean a lot to me if, if I could have your full attention right now so that it doesn't end up halfway through where I've missed some pretty important things, not realizing what it was. Um, but then also, you know, little things like, giving each other permission for in the midst of a conversation, if it's one of those thoughts that comes to mind that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's an important one. Like I just remembered something that needs to get done later, you know, being able to call time out for 10 seconds so that I can jot it down on pen and paper or, you know, make a note in my phone and having that be an okay disruption because, you know, my thoughts matter too, but then being able to shift gears and come back to the important conversation because otherwise that thing is just going to continue to circulate in my brain and I'm not going to be able to be totally focused. And so just the kindnesses that have to be part of any conversation of you're not in the other person's head and they're not in mine. And if I really want to be heard, some of what has to happen is, you know, clearing the way between us for that sort of communication to take place. Yeah, I think that's key. I, I love I love the fact that you do give yourself that grace and that break to to have those moments because I can definitely say that I've been in multiple conversations with Janelle and I have something just clicking in my brain and it just distracts and takes away from from the conversation and and I and she can see it right. She can look at me and say like, "What are you thinking about? What are you, what's going on?" And I want to be polite. I'm like, oh, it's all on you. And you know, but that having that ability to say, "Time out." 
let me let me go jot this down. I think that's that's a great takeaway and something that I I'm, I'm gonna start trying to add to my toolkit. When I thought about this, or when I took when, you know when we read over the uh, the notes for today, and and I thought about the areas that not only that I need to see growth in, but also giving myself a little bit of credit in areas that I have seen growth in. Um, the two areas that came to mind first is the podcast. I mean, we, we talk about working oftentimes, but I think being on, on, on this, and I know it's not fair. Not everybody has a podcast, but you know, it's, it's, it's actually taught me to listen more in the fact that I just can't cruise through a conversation and like jump in whenever, whenever I want to, right? Like I'm, I have to be fully engaged on this. And, uh, I think in especially the last six months that I've had um, my listening skills have improved, which allows me to have a better conversation with you guys. So I think that's one of the areas that I continue to see growth and I and and hopefully in the next year I'll see more. The area that I think I'm not growing in or I need to be growing in more is my conversation with my kids. And what I mean by that is not the intentional conversation, not the hey bud, how was your how was your day at school or what are your highs and your lows? But the casual conversations that like, hey, dad, can I have some water? And so I'll get up, start getting them water. Hey, dad, can I have some water? I'm unscrewing the top, putting the water in. Hey, dad, can I have some water? I'm getting you water. And my wife's like, but you never responded. You never said, yes, son, I'll get you water. You just acted. You just started moving. You just started doing the action, but you never gave that response. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like, I, I listened, but I didn't respond, right? I didn't, I didn't have that reactive. And, I, and, I, and, that, and it's not just water, right? It's so many other things in, in, in how I treat them to a point where it's like, wow, is it, is it, am I engaging? Am I truly listening to them? Am I truly giving them the attention they need um, when it's not the times that I engage in the conversation, right? And so that's something I definitely need to have growth in. And that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm working in and I'm, I'm actually glad we called out this episode so that I could identify that. Right. I think that's, you know, knowing it's half the battle. Is that how it goes? Well, that was really good guys. Uh, it's really good to actually sit down and, uh, as I'm like reflecting and thinking about exiting out of this episode, um, you know, being authentic and, uh, really having ourselves, heard on this episode about places that we um, feel like we have growth and and have fallen short uh, really kind of speaks to the importance of what we were talking about with being able to listen to what people are saying, right? And so uh, I really appreciate the, the vulnerability that you guys brought to the episode. Um, for those of you that are listening, I hope you heard that as well. Um, Hope you got uh, a nugget or two in there about uh, becoming a better listener uh, yourself in in uh, all the situations that you find yourself in with with uh, conversations throughout your day. Um, and uh, we will see you back here for another Strong Towers podcast. Before you go. We just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. 
And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strongtowers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.